0: I love talking about the ways these vibrators might make your life better, and I have to also, in order to do that, talk about all of the social stigma and the shame and all the things that are like holding me back. And sometimes it's like it feels like I have to focus on the negative a little bit in order to do the positive, but that's that's what we have to do.
1: Welcome to the HTW podcast. We're your hosts. Zoe Sekutis and Erica Huss, founders of Blueprint Cleanse, the iconic juice brand that sparked a multi-billion dollar category. We bootstrapped, scaled and sold, and now we're moving on. We put down the juicer and picked
2: up the mic to start a conversation. We'll bring you behind the scenes information on leading brands and emerging ideas in this rapidly evolving world of wellness.
1: Every Wednesday, we chat with experts or entrepreneurs who help us cut through the noise and bring you information you can actually use. No shaming,
2: no guilt, just the cold-pressed truth about real ways you can feel better, mentally, physically, and emotionally.
1: And bonus, we even share our often humiliating personal experiences, all in the name of your wellness journey.
2: Clinical studies have shown that writing five-star reviews improves mood and circulation. So if you like what you hear, give us some love and share with a friend.
1: Often irreverent and occasionally intuitive, consider us your navigators on the bumpy highway to well. Erica, yes. I think we need to do a little bit of a disclaimer for this one. Okay. Only because we know there there are some sensitive people out there. Sure. And they might not be so keen on the subject of sex um right. and all the things that surround it. So just for everyone listening, we 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 get we're doing it. We're digging in. We're going there. We're talking about it, the good, the bad, the ugly. So if I don't know, if you have kids around or you just don't like talking about your yoni, then this would probably be a good time to skip to the next episode. Jump off the train. Yeah.
2: Although I will say anybody who's listening to our podcast with kids around in general <laughs> may not be doing anyone a favor. <laughs> um, but yes, to yeah. your point, it is, it's It's a sensitive subject. It's a sensitive topic and material. So it might not be the episode for we
1: you. We get really intimate.
2: So later for you. Yeah. However, if you are interested in this topic, said, this is going to blow uh, your mind.
1: Yeah. We get real sexy. Ooh, wait. We have okay. presents. Lo- okay. So we...
2: Okay. Before you go diving into oh, the bag. Uh, I'm sorry. We just interviewed yes. Alex Fine. Alexandra Fine, who's the CEO and founder of Dame Products, which is a business focused around... Pleasure t-
1: tools. Per-
2: promoting sexual wellness Mm -hmm. and making products for play and tools, right? So it's sex toys and tools and she brought us
1: some goodies and we want to see what's in the bag. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Okay. So let's just see. (laughs) Wait. Oh, she didn't bring us the one that we actually talked about as the intro. Maybe she thinks we're advanced. We don't need that introductory. She's like these ladies. We have the, oh, the Eva too. This is a vibrator for couples. Okay. Um, okay. And then this one is called a palm P-O-M, and it's a flexible vibrator. Okay. And I think palm maybe because it's like for the palm it's of in your, your hand. Palm. And then this one is called the KIP. K I P and it's a lipstick vibrator, I guess, because it's sort of in the shape of a lipstick tube, right? And then Finn is the one that she talked about. Finn is we, the one that she talked about. Obviously,
2: we'll now have to go online and order.
1: Yeah, um, immediately. <laughs> the but little once, one. We'll wait for the discount code. Toast. And this, I'm sorry, but uh, is this? Do they have flavors? This says lemon, plum, fur. Oh, they, uh, are they scented? I don't know. We're gonna have to. We're open gonna these find up
2: out. We're gonna um, observe and report.
1: Yeah. But anyway,
2: fascinating conversation because this is not just about selling products. This is really about raising awareness of this topic, which, God forbid, like it's still a taboo thing. It's still something that makes people squeamish. Yeah. And I mean, I'm so happy that, you know, Alex and others in her space are really on this mission to say, like, why does this have to be icky? Why does this have to be something that, you know, is still surrounded by shame? And it's literally the most natural thing in the world. And we should all, be better equipped to actually enjoy it and understand how to enjoy
1: it. Yeah. there just shouldn't be, this should not be taboo. There should no longer be stigma attached to this. It's just, you know, we're going to get there little by little. We're going to practice having the conversation. I know it's a little bit awkward and uncomfortable sometimes, but if we practice, I think um, we'll all get there eventually. You know, nobody wants to talk to their kids about masturbation, but we got to do it. you got to do it. Oh, I, I don't, don't got to do it. it. <laughs> I had to do it twice. Oh, good. You gonna... have fun
2: with that. I, I'm going to have fun with these products. Okay. <laughs> have a listen. All right, then. Hi, Alex. <laughs> Welcome. Alex good. Fine, yeah. CEO and founder of Dame Products. Yeah. That is me. That's you. That's me. I do that. I make, <laughs> I make tools for sexual wellness. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Tools,
2: tools, not toys. Well,
0: tools. the toys are, t- we, we kind of, we also have a pillow. Oh,
2: that's not and necessarily a toy. And we also
0: that's think right. of our content as like tools. It's like what, you know, we're always just trying to understand sexual wellness and then create things for consumers that can help them understand understand it too. Right. And all of those can be tools. So that's kind of, that's
2: kind of how we. Tools and toys. Tools and toys. And pillows.
0: Lotions and potions. <laughs>
1: Wait, do you okay. do that
2: too? Are there lotions and potions? Something where it- it's in the works.
1: Gotcha. Later. Later. Are We We are allowed to say that though, right? That you're working on that? If we're not, we can edit it out. I don't, I don't,
0: it's like, is it that secretive? I, I don't know. You're like,
1: what, is somebody going kind of to suddenly have an obvious leap? Steal our idea for a lube. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. So um, let's start at the very beginning and how you arrived in this industry. <sighs> Gosh. And was, hey, where are you from?
0: I'm from Long Island. All Long right, Island. Long Island. Now we can
2: talk. I about really,
0: it. actually, um, <laughs> I, I cannot separate those two words. It's just one word. Nor to should me. you have to. No. Yeah, I'm leaning into it. Um, so I'm I'm from Long Island, and I got it. You know, people ask me this question all the time, and it does feel like I was just following my passion, which in in many ways was for passion. And like when I was. When I was six years old, my aunt brought me to a drag queen party where I met drag queens and people who were transgendered, and I explained the difference to my sixth grade class. So
2: you you explained the difference. I yeah, okay. I went
0: back to show and tell and was like, <laughs> "Let me tell you what I learned." Turns out, if you're a boy, you don't have to dress like a boy or be a boy. Like, I was like really excited. They also actually showed me how to like strut my stuff, and I think
2: oh my
1: god, so I think I
0: learned a little you did bit a little about sashay? yeah. Wow, and like I did a catwalk with them and. They, to me, it was like, they, they were amazing. You know, they were glittery and, and so fun. And yeah. they thought I was really funny because I was a six-year-old at a party. I asked them lots of questions and I learned a lot. And I think that was probably maybe one of the earlier things that I've done that seems like on brand now.
1: Mm. Yeah, because <laughs> um, I, I will just add, because do you have children? No. Okay, so I will add that my four-year-old they have in his school drag queen story time Mm. where a drag queen who is like she is so damn tall I can't even she's got like long red hair she's like six six in his heels she comes in she's like come on kids like gather around and she basically reads it's so it's adorable and it's just like such a cute way to introduce the subject yeah invite me next time and um you're more than welcome to come. I'd love to. You come whenever you want. I would love to. I'll give you the school schedule. <laughs> okay, and and I will add that my son also wears dresses. Yeah, quite often. Yeah. Um. So there you go. Let's see. Maybe he'll follow in your footsteps. Yeah. Who knows?
0: <laughs> who knows? Or maybe he'll like just be a normal person. Yeah. And or no. oh, Not that I'm not i no- I'm a normal
2: person.
1: <laughs> I, I just want to. I just want to get that straight. You're a normal person. But I'm just making the point that right. like now it seems so commonplace. But for you, I guess when you were. That oh, age, it was pretty unique.
0: Yeah, I mean, I also think it's a difference between maybe being in Manhattan or in a suburb, True. more than in a rural area. True, like all of those things really. Because I remember, for me, going to that party, I remember feeling like, oh my god, the world is different than the world I know. Like, there's so much more to to culture and community, and like yeah. I'm living in a bubble. Like,
2: and I good for your aunt, by the way. I love yeah, that she was might. just like, we're doing this. <laughs>
0: yeah, she she claims that that we were just going over to pick something up and that I was like, we need to stay here. (laughs) Which I believe because like, I remember being like, this party is amazing and I need to be at this party. I want to meet these people. And I was really curious. So yeah, because my mom was not thrilled. She was <laughs> My mom was pretty upset. Yeah, because I got in trouble for telling my...
2: I was going to ask what happened in school. Um, yeah,
0: I got, I got in trouble. I You know, they called my parents and they were like, we don't know if this is appropriate for her to be talking about this. <laughs> right. You know, a lot of people are always worried about what other kids' parents are going to think. Right. Yes. It's like this network effect. It's not just like, well, what we think is okay. It's like... It's hard when it comes to changing culture and having conversations that are considered taboo. Yeah. Because you don't want to offend people.
2: Right.
0: And then, anyway, so how I got here, besides that one six-year-old experience, (laughs) is I ended up going, uh, I went to WashU in St. Louis, and I did uh, art. I did women, gender, sexuality studies, business, and psychology. And my mom was like, what are you doing with all that? And I was like, I have no idea... (laughs) Um, I thought maybe I'd want to be a therapist. I really love talking about the topic. But ultimately, after getting my master's, I realized like, I'm just too impatient. Like I wanted to, you know.
2: What did you get your master's in?
0: uh, In in clinical psychology at Columbia. Yeah, I kind of just felt like it's, It's the one on one work is challenging in a lot of ways. And Mm -hmm. I was really excited about like just exploring other things. I ended up working in consumer goods. I absolutely loved it. I love making things and I love putting it out there into the world and having a conversation in that way, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: in more of a mass way. It just feels more like aligned with my personality and what I'm doing. Or, of course, it's what I'm doing now. So, after doing that, I started making sex toys at home just the art degree I'm really sorry. came in go on yes yeah, so I was you taking did, apart, apart, arts I took apart and crafts? yeah I took apart other vibrators or things that you know to get like just like the basic electronics and then I went to an art supply store and I bought like they're these plastic beads that you can melt I, and then you mold them say. with your hands and then I had friends come over and try them out in front of me no way I have the best friends yes, in the whole entire world. <laughs> I love and I would make so our first product is called Eva. It's a hands-free clitoral vibrator that can be worn during penetrative sex. So,
1: it's a hands-free Wait, say it one more time.
0: It's a hands-free clitoral vibrator. Okay. Designed to be worn during penetrative sex. Okay. okay. Got it. So it like stays on top of the clitoris. Uh-huh. Imagine like a little vibrator fairy just staying on top of your clitoris while you're having sex. Right. Oh, vibrator fairy! By Viol- little, yes. So the way it works is it's got these bendable wings that kind of push the labia majora out, the outer lips, uh-huh. and that little bit of force keeps it in place. And it's a really like small vibrator. Wow. So it fills. It kind of like fills up. Your your labia a little sure. bit and yeah so in order to make that work I needed different people to come over and kind of move with it oh
1: my god that so focus group <laughs> yeah so I had good friends come I mean over we've and, had some focus groups but we were like how do <laughs> you like, like this fruit nut bar would you like to try this biscuit <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
0: now we send a lot of products home mm-hmm. which is it's tough the visual data is really helpful sure um, oh, yeah
2: sure
0: but it is that's a lot to ask from from yes. people yes yeah. That's how it got started. And then I met my co-founder, Janet, who went to MIT for mechanical engineering. Yeah. And we got pushed together because... People thought we were the same person. She was already trying to start a sex toy company. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. She was really passionate about the space, like had bought like a, a high-end vibrator and had a not great experience with it and felt like this was the category she wasn't asking the same from if she was, if it was any other consumer electronic. Right. Like and yeah. shame was really built into the product.
2: So that's my question. The, not the shame part, because that's obviously the bigger topic, which yeah. i want to get into, but just in terms of the like, you know, there's it's so common, I guess. The entrepreneur story is you don't find what it is that you want on the market. So you make it yourself. Was the idea for both of you, was it like there's not enough innovation in this space or was it just like the the toys and the products that I found just don't work for me? Like what was the actual product issue that made you say, I got to do this myself?
0: I think it's funny because we both had like, I think I had more of like an outside in approach and she had something that drew her more from like the inside of products out. But like, I felt like I had ideas that just didn't exist.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
0: I also felt like there was no, this was a brand to form a real relationship with their consumers. Mm-hmm. And there was no brand out there that I wanted to form a relationship
2: with. Right. Yeah, was because it feels me, so private and kind of shamey and like... Yeah, it was
0: that. It was also the way that we were going about having the conversation. Um, like how, yeah. do we, how do we make an uncomfortable topic more comfortable and fun and not just rely on... On the shame, so a lot of other companies will be like, Shh, "It's discreet, right? Right?" Or like, which just makes it worse. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost it's telling you that it's embarrassing instead of kind of owning it up, like owning it. And it is intimate. Like sex is a really intimate, private thing mm-hmm. that a lot, you know. I, mean, I think, of course, some people like to play with the privacy in some way, but for most, for most, it feels safe and like sacred in some way. Mm-hmm. That's that is intimate and special, and we can have conversations about it without. Putting you in that mental state.
1: Sure. Right. So yeah. how do you think we got there? Oh, like, how, like where I, did I mean, sex shame kind of, come from? Well, yeah. I mean, I know it's a kind mm-hmm. of a big question. It's a big question. But how did we get there and how are we getting out of it? Mm. How are we moving away from this place of just like secrecy and shame?
0: Yeah. So I think one aspect of it that is really, that is different now than it was hundreds of years ago, is the relationship between sex and procreation. Mm-hmm. And the way we understand it, like if sex leads to making babies, and that was once a much more dangerous game. And I think that is definitely kind of like part of the foundational work there. But it wasn't, from what I've read and my feelings about it, it still, it still was like this extra layer, I think, of of... Christianity mm-hmm. and monotheism. It's this puritanical.
2: Society it's really puritanical.
0: Have... Yeah, I mean, it does exist. Like, there's still. I mean, it's it's in a lot of different cultural religions of piety, or like to. It's different, though, like in Buddhism. But still, there's a lot of like you know to to be chaste.
1: Mm-hmm. How do you shit. think we compare as Americans to the rest of the the world in terms of where we are with this conversation? I think we're level? the most hypocritical. <laughs>
0: That's like Shocking. everybody is different. I, but I think and it's hard to say because I wherever I go, everybody's like, Well, it's great that you're in America because where I am, it's real, you know, everybody thinks that they're 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 not the most liberal or that they're more conservative for often. Like there are definitely some places where sex toys in some to some extent are are banned or, yeah. or illegal. Mm-hmm. But I think that we are just I think we have a big gender divide in how we teach men that they have an urge that they cannot control, and then we teach women that you know like they, not to talk about it and that it's embarrassing in a way that I don't know if other people do. Like it, that's what I feel in America. Yeah,
1: that's so interesting. We are just the receptacles, yeah. right? And we we're just so said, cool with wait. violence too. What's that?
0: Like we're really comfortable with violence as, as a, violence as as a culture. culture. Culture, yeah, but and not a, but I feel like. People don't often, or sometimes we question these violent movies or violent video games, but those right. seem to be much more accepted or have an easier time being accepted totally. than, than the sex content. Well, this is
2: what we were just talking right. about. I, I don't remember if we were rolling when we said, but in terms of, you know, just like the toys themselves, like it's okay for kids to run around with Guns, but it's not okay for kids to understand what like a sex toy is. Well, and I
0: think it's not okay for kids to run, run around with guns. No, I know. I'm yeah. saying, as
2: a culture, we seem to think, think it's that, okay. Yeah. I don't think it's okay. Yeah, 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 but yeah, to your point, like you know, violent movies, violent video games, like you get the you get the warning on them, but they're still available for mass consumption by for audiences that are definitely they're not appropriate for. But sex somehow is just absolutely you know, no, you have to have like the NC-17 rating has way more to do with sex than it does with violence, for mm-hmm. example.
1: Um, We're talking about movies. Yeah. So yeah, here, and we could go in so many different directions, but I'm oh, just yeah. gonna, whatever pops in my brain right now, I'm going to ask. <laughs> I, so what do you think about, and I'm just, I don't know why it's just so interesting to me to think about Americans and us as like a culture compared to the rest of the world. Because I think we are so unique and just behind, but I want to get your take and, and specifically like porn and violence, like do you think that, like, what is your opinion of like the state of porn? I won't say in America because whatever it's like global, but today, like, is it is it quality? Like, what's bad? What's bad porn? What's porn that is inherently like destructive, and what is porn that is um, healthy? It's a really great question. That is so good. Uh, Thanks.
0: Yeah, I think like I think because I think porn can be really powerful and and a tool again for good mm-hmm. it doesn't I don't think it has to be it's it's great to have content it's nice to have self fantasies and yeah. you know like why not it's um, normal it's normal it's normal I think I, I, I mean I definitely remember my, one of my first like when I was in college I used to run sexual awareness week and through that I ended up meeting adult stars and was very disappointed it. And mm. my personal first, it's changed now. Now I've met so many more and some just like really amazing people and more women. But you know, it was, I met Ron Jeremy and it was awful.
1: Yeah. So, what was so horrible about meeting these porn stars or adult Ron, stars? I mean,
0: Ron Jeremy is like sexually assaulted me. So, it was just really awful. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I remember, so, um, so that was shitty. And, I so I do, but I do think that like that's not good, right? Like, porn is breeding something that makes somebody think that they can do X, Y, and Z yeah. to a person, and that people want
1: right, like really rapey porn right. is kind of a problem. It's a problem. Like, this um, isn't somebody that was like
0: playing a fantasy in one place right. and like living a different life, and you know what? Like his version of fantasy and reality seemed like seemed it was not great. It was yeah. my worst sexual experience, Ugh, yeah, or anything, you know. Um, yeah. So that sucked. I'm sorry you had that
1: experience. It's,
0: thank you. It's cool to be able to talk about it. Yeah. But, yeah. And, but besides that, like, what? Well, wait, sorry. I'm, so I'm just talking just about like, basically,
1: of, yeah. I just want to talk about, well, oh, I think it lends itself, right? So just porn, like healthy porn. And I think there's so much, like everybody watches porn, like, and no one admits it. Like they're, you know, Pornhub.com, people, mm-hmm. has like a gazillion viewers. So if we're not all watching it, so yeah. I guess my question is just like, what is healthy porn and what is, as a culture, as Americans, uh, you know, globally, like when we, you know, how sort of damaging is it potentially to watch the wrong kind of porn?
0: I think it can be damaging to watch like one kind of porn that, you know, is, is vi- you know, it, it can be really problematic. You can yeah. definitely create habits or expectations, assumptions. I think also when it comes to sex, that we can kind of form habits more quickly. Like, you know how some people, like they can only get off if right, right, if this one thing, yeah. kind of. So I think that that is concerning. And I think the thing that is ultimately the most concerning is the freemium. It, the fact that it's free on right. Pornhub. Because I think that's what, there's a really cool site called Make Love Not Porn that I would feel bumped mm-hmm. if I didn't mention. Okay, where like you can upload your real life sex experiences mm-hmm. and then people will pay and watch it. I and Whoa. it's definitely like, yeah, it's it's a really I think conceptually it's like there there are, there are ways of seeing porn out there that is more realistic. Mm-hmm. Sure, there's porn out there that where people is, look
2: like normal humans and not yes. like bots and
0: yeah. There's that. There's also ones where you see people like mess up. Too like you know like putting the condom on and it taking some time right. just you know, but the truth is like usually when you want to watch something you like kind of maybe
2: the the but fantasy that, I element think is part of, of it. part of the problem to mm-hmm. some degree is you know we're starting with the idea that this is something that's shameful and private and dirty right mm-hmm. so you have to kind of find your, and I'm saying you as just the example of like a target audience, right? There's somebody who has to find their way to it in kind of a secretive way in the first place, right? And then once you get there, you're seeing only, you know, superheroes and, you know, body types that are just so not anything that most of us can relate to Mm -hmm. that then it creates this standard. And then you're seeing these experiences that are just like, so not regular everyday life experiences. So it creates another standard. So to your point, like there are plenty of stories about, you know, men, for example, who can only get off with women who look a certain way because that's their entire diet of sex Mm -hmm. is in this like private closed off way. And it's, it's, it's upsetting on so many levels. And I'm, I mean, I know that what you're trying to do is really to like what, what your whole mission here is Part of it is to normalize this yeah. right? and just make it.
0: I just think if we're not talking about it, we're not going to fix it. Right. right. We don't even fully understand the problems because we don't want to talk about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, it's like, just like, let's just have conversations so we can like have more understanding I do also think that like porn addiction is a real thing for some people I also think that like what is ethical porn also has a lot to do with what happens behind the scenes in a way that you don't know like who's getting paid creating the movies yeah Yeah. and like how people are being treated on set and stuff like that Mm. I think that there's also amazing porn out there. There's like yoni massage porn. It's just like <laughs> what's mas- yoni massage? Y- porn? Like yoni is your your all of your, your lady Your yeah yeah your vulva your vagina. I'm pretty sure it's like all it's all of it.
2: Your JJ. Uh, we you're all JJ. have our names. Uh huh. But this is the yoni. collective, right? Yes. This is like this the United, United, United Kingdom dumb. of yoni, um, <laughs>
0: right? Right. Because like your vagina and vulva are two separate parts, right? But I think yoni, I believe, references kind of the whole reproductive. Okay. Uh female
1: parts the whole situation
0: yeah but it's just I mean it's a vulva massage but you know like they'll massage her and then rub her clitoris and it's really just on a vulva the whole time so it's very centered in the female experience I find it it's different than the other type of porn that I watch too Mm. but it it, I don't know it exists it's out there and it's fun to watch and it can be really you can learn more and about different ways, and also just think it's important to like become flexible, if you will, like to try and find different porn and find things that that create desire and pleasure inside of you that are maybe different than the yeah. one thing you think you are into. Right. There. Yeah. You got to
2: change up your diet, you a, little up your diet yeah. a little bit.
1: Change up your diet a little bit. So, you talk about closing the pleasure gap. Mm-hmm. So what are like the main issues that you see, right? So you're saying like if we if we don't talk about it, if we don't even know what the problems are, we don't yeah. talk about those problems and we're never gonna change yeah. things. So what do you think the main issues are? I this? mean, it all comes down to shame, really, I think is
0: the, the number one issue. Yeah. But then really I think the way we are seeing sex as not just in porn, but in movies. And the way sex is supposed to happen, this idea that sex is going to continue to just be an easy, natural thing that you're going to just want to do in a monogamous relationship. Mm
1: -hmm. Of course, with the person that you love, love. that you Um, really love.
0: Yeah, so I think we have this one idea of what sex is supposed to be like, which is generally, oh, you go from kissing to heavy petting to having sex very quickly. And then you orgasm together and it all happens like in a minute Mm
2: -hmm.
0: is like what you see in movies. Yeah. And then that's just not a reality. We're not educating people at all about sexual sexual pleasure. All of our education, which is by the way,
2: so antiquated.
0: It's yes, and it's also like we've taken huge steps back in the past, like two years. Yeah, on the sex education in in this country, like oh, the actual
2: what the curriculum, so what the is, curriculum saying,
0: yeah. is, and and how like the.
2: Uh,
1: it's I horrifying. The,
0: yeah, it is. It's really it is it is scary because if we don't teach people that sex is supposed to be pleasurable you know you might women in you, particular women in particular might not find out because sometimes it can be painful too right and i think i used to say like if we don't tell people that Sex is pleasurable, how will they know? A lot of people are just gonna find out on their own is the thing I forgot, which is what <laughs> happened to me. Like, you know, I was like, oh wait, that's actually not a great sentence. Um, but for some people, they think they don't know it's supposed to be pleasurable. They're concerned about their pain. The pain they think is normal. I think 70% of women at some point will say that they have pain during sex. Right. Mm. So we need and we need to have that conversation. We yeah. need to teach, we need to teach everybody what what in like what does embodied consent look like what does it look like when somebody is excited about something and what does it look like when somebody is not sure right. or freezing right you know what is it what is i think also talking about sensations and feelings like mm-hmm. it's a lot of like what we're learning about in mindfulness practice mm-hmm. i think are things that we could be bringing into the fold too well, yeah. so, oh,
2: I like that pun. Yes, um,
0: so, <laughs> there's so many. <laughs> on, that,
2: on that topic, I, I noticed there's a, a blog post that you have on mindful masturbation. Mm-hmm. And actually, that was my next question about this anyways, is just, I mean, how much of what you guys are really all about has to do with sex between partners versus solo? Or partners. Or many partners. Yeah. Yes. Well, between partners was <laughs> a vague number. <laughs>
0: I, we started with designing products that kind of had both partners in mind, mm-hmm. and that was where we centered. So, and right now, three of our five products kind of were designed with a partner in mind.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But you know, they're you don't need a partner for them to feel good. Right, it still feels great. I think we're trying to think about sex in both ways. Like, I think that having a solo practice, um, both can feed into your partner play, whether you're in a committed relationship or not. Like, they 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 both matter. But I do think that, like, when people think about, I want to have better sex, that's like, that's the consumer pain point. People are like, how do I, it's usually, how do I continue to have better sex with this one person that I'm in a monogamous relationship with? And that's like our main consumer. But um, in order, it's not really the sex, right? It's, a, it's, it's, sometimes it needs to start at masturbation. Sometimes it needs to start with just education and learning. So I don't know. It's kind of, it, they all feed into each other. Right. I think so, like what is sex is something that I think a lot about. You
1: what know? is sex? Yeah, yeah. Like
0: people think, you know, Start you want, question. yeah, like, yeah. What I constitutes sex? What constitutes right. sex and um, where do we draw the line?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And why, you know, I, I think that culturally we seem to think that like, like, the way a lot of people feel like, well, men need erections. They need that erectile dysfunction pill. Mm-hmm. But women don't need vibrators because they provide pleasure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's something about mm-hmm. like we think it's important as a society that you are able to have sex, but we don't think it's important as a society for you to enjoy that sex. Right. and that seems kind of like problematic. Yeah. <laughs> kind of that seems really problematic. I think pleasure should just be forefront in the conversation about what sex is supposed to be like.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's for making babies,
0: right? That's <laughs> what I think that that's. But that's that's where we start. Exactly, isn't it? Yeah. for some people, that's all it is, and that's it just. It.
1: And I think there's a whole generation of women older than ourselves who have probably never had an orgasm. And that is horrifying, horrifying to me. And again, it just goes back to this idea that, yeah, sex is not supposed to be pleasurable. It's about procreation. Why um, is it
0: so horrifying?
1: I'm cur- I, I, I have, To know the,
2: how many women out there that have literally only ever performed sex in a perfunctory way that have never actually experienced the pleasure factor of it is just it's just sad. It's yeah. horrifying
1: to me because it's not empowering women, right? Yes. At the very root of it, it is saying like you are the receiver and you are not the giver, you are not mm-hmm. the pleasure seeker, you're not the taker, mm. right? And that-, that is like the essence of like the problem for me. Uh so even when you think about
0: I think it's like you're denying you're not there. There's something, and because I don't want to, like a lot of women really struggle to have an orgasm, and it's not. So it's not just the orgasm. It's like to me, it's this idea yes. that you'd be like denying yourself pleasure. Yeah, right. You're denying yourself life in some way.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um,
0: and that's. I, but I'm always. I'm. I'm always curious as to like everybody know. Like people are always like, oh, it'd be so. It would be awful if we lived in a world where we didn't have sex. It would be awful if I couldn't have an orgasm anymore. So, okay, so then why is it so important? Like, why,
2: you know? Well, well. I think the point too is that it's less about the orgasm itself. Like, there are plenty of people who can experience, you can have pleasure Mm -hmm. during sex and not actually have an orgasm. It's more the idea, you know, to Zoe's earlier point that, of how you're thinking about it. Like, are you not having an orgasm because Mm. you're not trying? And are you not trying because you feel that your only role in this interaction in this transaction is you're supposed to be providing service but not actually experiencing any benefit in yourself? Like, that's where, I mean, and I want to be clear, like, I do feel like there's plenty of opportunity to enjoy sex without orgasm and it shouldn't be all about just achieving the finish.
1: Anyway, yeah. but I think there's like also this um, idea just going back. So I really want to underscore it. that like, even when you think about, you know, we were talking about sex ed, you know, today, mm-hmm. I don't think it's all that different from when I went to school. Mm-hmm. I mean, the extent of it was literally like I, rem- like, I remember having a worksheet where we basically, like the boys had, actually, I think the boys and the girls both had the same drawings. And it was a picture of like the Yoni. Mm-hmm. And the and the male the junk. junk. <laughs> right? Is there a nicer name? It would go with that. That's fine. All right. Um, Everybody's I mean, bits. it's cute. I mean that in the best way. Yeah. Um, but basically we just were, it was very anatomical. That was it. The yeah. education stopped yeah, at it's anatomy. Just your hardware. And we were coloring in, and it was like we had to color all the different parts a different color. And there was never a conversation about like the actual the stuff around sex, like the relationship around mm. sex. And like Okay, well, how do you have a conversation with a boy or a girl who you have like kind of like tingly feelings about, mm-hmm. you know, or like, what are those first like vibes that you get when you're like yeah. in elementary school or younger or however old, where you start to like you have an attraction to another person and you're like, I think this is like more than friendship, you know, this is like, what is that? like what is that conversation that you should be having with kids? And it's never had. Yeah. It's literally just like, this is your anatomy this is their anatomy. When it happens, you are basically like a man's going to get an erection and you are going to receive it. Mm-hmm. And you're probably going to be lying on your back. And then <laughs> that's it.
0: And, that's then just, and, you should, and you learn how to put a condom on. And you learn to yeah, put a did. condom yeah, on
1: a cucumber. On a banana. On a banana.
0: Yeah. Right. Or and so, um,
1: you know, that, that is horrifying because it's it, it just like, no one has the language to talk about Sex yeah. in relationships, yeah. but we're all having sex, right? Very early, mm-hmm. younger and younger. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're, I mean, they say that the millennials are having
1: less sex. Yes. They're having less they sex, say but that. I think they're having sex earlier.
0: You know, I think. Yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. You're yeah. the expert. I mean, <laughs> I'm always learning. But I do. I mean, like our relationship with sex is definitely continuing to change and shift, and I think that's mostly exciting. But yeah, it's we're not teaching about like that social element and
2: yes mm-hmm. and we're certainly not teaching it in a balanced way I mean no. going back to it, it's it's just it's a fact I mean we we teach boys and men differently than we teach women definitely. and our our advertising and our culture just supports it and even what you're saying before like you know men need this pill mm-hmm. but women do not need this tool this tool
0: yeah I I definitely feel like for me, seeing the way it kind of comes out in advertising has been really fascinating. Yes. Let's discuss this advertising
2: yes. elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I mean, it's so there are lots of places where I cannot run advertisements. So I cannot advertise on Facebook. I can't advertise on Instagram
1: or Twitter. What kind of advertisement do you want to run? Like, what would, does it look like?
2: Our, they, we've had, and by different the way, can things. we say for the record, for the like record, anyone, no, no. I was oh, going to yeah. say anyone who has not seen your Instagram feed should look at it because it's beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful.
0: It was it was deactivated like a month ago. Why? We had a fight to get it back. I mean, Instagram was like yes because I think the way that people can just flag your stuff and oh my god, it's I'm not quite sure. I mean, Instagram gave it back. They they didn't think that it was inappropriate, but it's just so much more likely to happen to an account like ours, especially a female focused account. Yeah. Okay. And that's part of my business.
1: Oh, so the types of advertising that you would want. So to in own. terms yeah. of like the imagery and the copy, like the language, what is just, just an example? We're always
0: trying to make people feel comfortable and focus this on like sexual wellness. So usually like we'll have, like we've had like really clean images of our products and it'll say like, you come first. Our toys for sex is something we say often. Mm-hmm. You know, they're really simple. We've also done some advertisements that have quotes from our customers. Mm-hmm. Like thank you from the bottom of my vulva was Aww. one. <laughs> um, like the, uh, going back to talking about uh, responses from men a little bit, we had one. There was a the the smile on my wife's face says it all. Oh, which That's right? nice. she is nice. And so like those have been ads. Other ads that have also been shut down, and this is these these ones really blow my mind because I just feel like they're not even anti the policy, which is ads. My, my own ads, like if I wanted to probably say I did this podcast. Yeah. And like I wanted to put like five hundred dollars around talent, you know, making my commit, letting my committed audience know
2: that I did this. That?
0: They probably would shut that down. Are and you say serious that I couldn't do it? Why? Who? That's wait, like where they? it becomes for me. Right now, I'm thinking Facebook because Facebook's the the big behemoth. Okay. I think that this is the one. This this is kind of like one. It's a loophole, right? Like I, what I do, like Facebook's policies say that you cannot promote sex, sexual products. Like adult adult toys, adult products, and that's mm-hmm. definitely a major part of what I'm doing. Um, especially if they're for pleasure. So you can say, "Oh, buy this condom for safe sex," but mm-hmm. it can't be like ribbed for her pleasure. <sighs> that's like kind of some of their differences. Uh, yeah, despicable. <laughs> it doesn't make. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, look, it's. I mean. Making Facebook ad policies or policies at Facebook seems like a tough job.
2: <laughs> I
0: like really respect that. I don't want any ad to just, I, I want them to be regulating and they do a great job sure. in a lot of ways with their sexual content and like mm-hmm. what what advertisers can show and can't, like other advertisers. Like you're not supposed to show like a woman eating a banana like in a really sexual way, which I also like, you know, I don't need to see an overly sexualized ad on Facebook. So in some in some things, I think they're doing a great job. I just think on this particular in my category, I'm, I'm not quite sure why I'm being like looped in and treated like we sell
2: guns. Right. I mean, this is, again, it's yeah. just shocking. It's just, just s- such a double standard. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah.
0: And then for them to say that like, well, simply by being like me, I, my existence is promoting sex toys. Right. And therefore, like my voice is just shut down. I
2: mean, that is scary. It's not okay. Yeah. That's and scary. It's personal as if, yeah.
0: too in that way.
2: Let's so talk we about have what's happening op- on the subway.
0: Okay, yeah. So we're suing the MTA subway system because they originally said we can run advertisements.
2: They approved
0: the ads. Um, They told the New York Times that they would run ads in this category. And then when I went to like pay the invoice and like you know sign the deal, they just didn't respond. And then they wrote us a formal letter back saying that they don't work with any sexually oriented businesses, which Which is utter nonsense, which is just not true. Yeah, it's like if if you are A New Yorker and you go on the subway, there's a good chance you're going to be hit with like erectile dysfunction medication, Mm -hmm. breast augmentation, the Museum of Sex, which sells our product. The Museum
2: of Sex ad campaign on the subway is enormous. Yeah. And I also
0: just want to say, I feel like whenever I'm complaining about this, it's like the Museum of Sex is… Everybody should go to the Museum of Sex. It is such a cool space and it's amazing that they get to run these advertisements. And they're not offense. I I don't feel offended or upset by them. I just think that if they're allowed to do it, why am I not allowed exactly. to do it? Exactly.
2: And HIMSS has this enormous campaign. HIMSS has this
0: enormous yeah. campaign. Uh, Roman has also done a campaign. And I just don't, it, to me, it's very confusing why why we're drawing this line at sexual pleasure for, you know, and why are we so okay with making like sex references in our like bed linen Sure. Advertisements. Absolutely. Or, you know, I just saw an advertisement the other day that was like, trust us, move your, your children's toys and your adult toys too. Like oh, it was so an ad. It was that. a moving ad.
1: I've seen that ad, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I was just like, it's, okay, so we're acknowledging that sex toys exist right, right. on the subway, which I think is cool. Like I'd rather them allow them to like acknowledge the existence of them. But it's just like, why, why can't I sell them?
1: So there are more, is it safe to say that there are more uh, sex toys for females than men?
0: Yeah. So I think that it, it's pretty safe to say that sex toys geared towards vulvas and vaginas are a much bigger portion of the industry. Yeah,
1: They're just more like... Yes. There yeah. are like the real dolls that
0: are super expensive. Like they're $10,000 dolls. Oh. Will buy oh, God. That to, oh, yeah, know. I know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, I, I, I just I didn't like, even you know, know that, that was a real, because it's like, a real thing because I'm picturing
2: what the ones that I have seen in like, ad, like I guess I haven't yeah. seen ads, but wherever I've seen them, they're $10,000. I think they're like, so oh, I mean, that really, must really be some expensive. real yoni. You can have, can they get pregnant? I wonder if it's grapefruit in there. You've seen the grapefruit video, right? I thought it was apple pie. No, the grapefruit
1: lady. The no.
2: grapefruit lady who it's like... It's just grapefruit. Have you not seen this? No. Right, we're gonna oh, have wait. A oh, oh my I God. think I have seen I've this. I've seen
1: it with you. Yes, 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 yes. It was a while ago though. Okay, we'll revisit I'm excited. It. Amazing. And we'll um, she needs notes. a shout out too. You guys yeah. but I guess to my, do something with her. The thing that I, I, I was trying to get at or trying to understand is like, you know, it's... It, I'm going to assume, which is silly, but I'm going to assume <laughs> that the majority of the decision makers at the MTA are men. Oof. I I I mean is there something just like and this is going to sound you know make some wild assumptions but is there something underneath this and the answer is yes I'll answer it all right uh where like this is a leading question I believe is what they call it thank you <laughs> the the you know they don't even know why they're shutting it down but ultimately like there is some upset and there are like not great feelings around women um again like just Having the tools to pleasure themselves and oftentimes on their own.
0: I think that, like, yes, I think that there's something there. I think that, like, no individual I spoke with was like overtly sexist. You know, mm-hmm. like people, like all the, you know, every headline I'm getting is like sex toy. Like we called them sexist, but it's it's like that subtle. They don't even know why it's very they're
1: uncomfortable off. with it. Yeah, because it's so, like, so... baked into our upbringing and mm-hmm. our culture. Yeah,
0: and I think that. You know, ultimately, genitalia is different, and there are different needs for for different types of bodies. And it, to me, what's so confusing is why 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 do we think men need erections? Like, why is that validated? While
1: you mean from a pharmaceutical, from a pharmaceutical, standpoint? yeah, or from yeah. what
0: they're allowing. They they just seem to be totally fine with doing these erectile dysfunction medication, Right. and they thought that that wasn't sexual, that that was for health, right. that that was for wellness, for procreation, for, for right. But it's right. I mean, come, on. I was like when they said procreation, I was like, right, yes, come, like who's really buying these pills? Like let's right, be real. Um, the men of procreating age are yes. doing pretty okay. Um, yeah, statistically so not all speaking, them. Like, some sometimes yes. sure. sometimes for medical reasons, like sure, but that is not the major the majority of the yep. market. Or where you're going to get that LTV from.
1: Again, it just goes back to... Per- it's just like these old ways of thinking about it. I'll just share the story because it's also horrifying. When I I went to a Catholic high school and... I was going to say,
2: I mean, a lot of what your your curriculum you're describing, like you went to a Catholic school. So I don't No, know actually, expect.
1: I went to... The, the one about the drawing was just from my public school. So I uh, went to um, a public school... Yeah, that sounded pretty good. From K to A, or, and then I went to high school for, at, at a private school. So I've had a taste of both. But the... the <laughs> The Catholic school was, um, so there was a group that I was involved in, uh, involved with called Kids Helping Kids, and it was basically this is like the 90s, so it was like basically uh, about AIDS awareness, mm-hmm. and it was when like the big ribbons were sort mm-hmm. of like everywhere, and like rent was big on Broadway, <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> so, uh, as one of the you know, whatever activities or things that we did during AIDS Awareness Month, I, I basically took these giant like pieces of oak tag like big po- made these huge posters of like ribbons mm-hmm. I hung them up in like the foyer when you walk in and like over all those sort of doorways and it basically said protect yourself mm-hmm. and I got called into the office by Father McHugh Oh boy Father McHugh an so- so- Irish man and he said Zoe so- <laughs> let me tell you something <laughs> <laughs> You don't protect yourself. You abstain. Oh boy. Abstain. So, and I had to go to school on Saturday and he ripped all the posters down. And when I got to school on Saturday, the proctor, it was me and like five other kids. I could not believe it. This woman who was probably in her forties uh, printed out like a hundred sheets of um, an image of a woman from about basically from the torso down sitting in a chair with her legs crossed. And she said, if you want to raise awareness, Hang these up. <gasps> this is like out of a movie. Do you believe this? this happened. I and I told- literally basically, with my eyes, told her to go F herself. <laughs> and it was literally, I, I mean, I couldn't believe it. It wow. was literally like, here's how you, this is how you practice safe sex. Ladies, cross your legs. Ugh. How shocking is it? This and is like- And it's also
0: like, why are only the ladies crossing their legs? Well, exactly. It's, there's so many reasons why that is problematic. And I'm not surprised. I'm not I, one of my first days volunteering at Planned Parenthood when I was in St. Louis I uh, was a huge protest for the contraception. It wasn't about abortion. And I was so confused. I was like, wait, they still do this?
2: Wait, you're still mad at you're still We're
0: still upset about the pills. <laughs> I was, what, it blew, I, it. I remember thinking that. I remember, uh, I think it's also because I'm a New Yorker and then I moved to St. Louis. So it was a little different. Yeah. But I was confused. Yeah, it's not. It's not. We great, weren't supposed to engage them, but I always wanted to. Of course, I always smiled
2: on my way out. <laughs> so, so what has been the response from the MTA at this point? And where's this going? Where so, do you think it's going to land?
0: Uh, you know, it's the overall response. I'm feeling like very validated in the challenges and the unfair treatment, and that there was like that that I was treated poorly. So I'm feeling really good about that. Like I think that I've had a lot of lawyers reach out, being like, "This is a really." Strong argument in a strong case, sure. so I'm feeling really great about that. I the MTA has only put out a very short statement. It takes them about six weeks until we hear back from them in a right. more formal statement, and then I guess it's like law stuff. So it's like they to say we don't have the right to even sue them or something, and then you have to get like a. It sounds like it's a kind it's of it's an a enormous
2: waste of time and distraction too. But that being I, said, yeah, how I mean, has there been an impact on sales?
0: Yeah, I definitely. Bet. I bet. it's definitely spreading awareness, and I think for me it was a, it was a tough decision because you don't start a business to sue people right. like that's it is a distraction i'm spending i'm doing my best and i like you know i've told my lawyers like i you know like you have all the information like like please only loop me in if if it's right. really necessary right. because ultimately it's not it's more about the awareness to, like i hope like i want to see this through i hope to change their policies so that there's more gender equality and that that the policy does a community the service that it should do. Right. But just talking about it, getting all this press and getting right. the dialogue going is-, is That's the, the funniest the, part. Right. It's that's like-, like the most important part. And like, it also is so in line with what we're trying to do. Exactly. I really though, mostly, like, I don't love, like, I love talking about the ways these vibrators might make your life better. And I have to also, in order to do that, talk about all of the social stigma and the shame and all the things that are like, holding me back. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, it feels like I have to focus on the negative a little bit mm-hmm. in order to do the positive. But that's that's what we have to do. Right.
1: Yeah. It's I this mean, this just where we are. Where it is out. where we are. Yeah. It's a work in progress. And this is New but... York. I mean, like, really? Come on, people. Well, right. If it's like this here, you know what I mean? Like, how challenging is it? going to be for others in other states and other parts of the country. So you really have to set the example. It's all on your shoulders, lady. So no pressure. hope you're ready. (laughs) But it is, I think the the delicious irony
2: here is that the whole point is that just what you said, like this is so much less about selling vibrators than it is about actually raising awareness. And what has raised more awareness than the fact that the MTA is now completely under fire for these terrible decisions. And guess who's coming out on
1: top? Yeah. yeah, that was a pun too. N- I know yeah, that was good. a pun. I know that was a pun. Um, we're gonna pause for pun. Uh, did everyone get it? I think we did. Do you want to explain the pun? No, so, nah, <laughs> I don't think it needs explanation. It to too um, easy. Okay, so can we just get really practical for a moment and go back to the actual products? Yeah. Um, and talk about the ways that we can, you know, keep it keep it spicy. Yeah, um, because you know, obviously, we talked about this is great for. Solo pleasure for singles, for people who have multiple parties. But like, you know, once the honeymoon period is over, you have to like. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about the 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 actual toys that you have, the tools that you have, and like, what are some good sort of beginner tools to introduce into the bedroom, and how can we make couples or individuals? just more comfortable with experimenting and what's a, what's a good intro tool? I would say our best
0: two intro tools are Fin and the pillow. So Fin is a really small finger vibrator that it's like a small little bullet. And then it's got those, um, this, this thing that sticks out from the back of it that you can put between your fingers. So it's just really easy to hold.
1: I'm looking Almost at it on like your the, website right now. Like one of those things called? Cute. The things that you
0: put in the back of your phones, like the PopSox. pop socket. Yeah, it's like that on a vibrator. So it's just okay. really easy to hold and you don't have to grip it. So it's really fun to use. It's really playful and engaging. My partner really likes using it because he feels like he's using it on me. So he still feels really a part of the experience. Right. Because oftentimes is, I think
1: men will feel excluded mm-hmm. or they'll feel almost like intimidated or threatened
0: by tool toys. Yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah, that's a really good point. I definitely,
0: I mean, like that's dealing with men's insecurity in is it's a real thing in life. No. Um, so yeah, that exists. Okay, and, and it's super cute. So super cute and it can tie onto your fingers so, or you can also like remove the tether, which is how I have it because then it's just easy. Like I just pick it up like this and we can start using it. And it's just really small. So it's not intimidating. And then pillow is just, it's, a, it's almost like a yoga bolster, but really designed for sex and also doesn't look like a huge sex pillow. It looks like a regular pillow. And all it's going to do is change the angles of the penis's interaction in the vaginal canal, and that's going to like really change things up. It does make a difference. It makes I've a big had difference.
2: My uh, use with the pillow, yeah. I, I I must say, it makes a big difference.
0: So it's like a really again, like it's still, it doesn't feel. You're you're not you're not changing. Or adding sensation, you're just changing your body position. And I think that for some people is like a great
2: first step. Sure. So those would be the two products. And to your point, like it's it looks very non-threatening. It looks literally like a piece of furniture.
0: We also designed it for that. Like, right. you know, we looked at like what else is on the market? Why are all these sex pillows screaming sex dungeon? And like, <laughs> how can we make one for like a modern woman right. who doesn't, Have room to hide it afterwards, so we just like looked at what else is in your bedroom. What does it need to be, and how does it? How can we make it look like it just belongs there?
1: Right. I love the illustrations that you have on here too. I mean, there's a lot of instruction here that's very clear. The website (laughs) is
2: super informative in a very non-threatening way, and again, it makes it like. Can we just go back to
1: the idea that this actually it's it's all fun.
2: It's so fun. It's
1: just fun, and couples who play together stay together. Together. People, I, yeah, right? and also yeah. like
0: owning a vibrator and masturbating. Also, there's a correlation between that and then just having more sexual satisfaction in your life. Oh, you know, I think that. Well, because you learn what you like, you learn what you like, and you enjoy it more. Interesting, and yeah, I think you Unless, can. It.
1: Let's not overlook the very like real benefits, like physical benefits of sure mm. sex, like yeah. It's healthy. It's, it's really healthy. good for it's your good body, your brain. It helps you sleep better. I mean, mm-hmm. your
0: hormonal
1: sort of mm-hmm. rebalance helps your skin. Yeah. Also,
0: in a lot of ancient cultures, I believe that that's like the your life force. Yeah. You know, your creative your energy, your vitality. So, yeah, I think it helps you live forever.
1: Okay, Personally, so those are good. It's
2: not hurting.
0: Yes, I also really think that something that I do that when I tell people and they're like, and I, I just think everybody should do it is sometimes. Especially because, like, I don't love. I, I kind of don't like to climax during sex, almost because it kind. Sometimes I don't get back into it. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to stay in it the whole is time. Is that called if edging? He's still going? Like edging, yeah, yeah. So, like, I'll, like, can you explain right, edging? For ed, edging people? is when you like bring yourself up to orgasm or close to, and then you like pull away. Right. And there's lots of ways of doing it, um, but like I'll I masturbate right like after, like I do after play. That's what we call it. Huh. So he'll, and he'll continue to be engaged afterwards um, until like I've, I've hit a place where like, I really feel like I'm fully satisfied. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because sometimes, because sometimes one person isn't fully satisfied and sure. it's nice. And I don't know why we think that sex
2: ends. Ends at male ejaculation mm-hmm. Yeah. Going
0: back to like, what is sex and how do you know it's over? No, and things it's like that. so
2: important. Yeah. I mean, I think even that is like, kind of lost on people that think they're pretty evolved when it comes to thinking about sex. Yeah. Like I oh, a he's lot done. Of people, must we must be finished.
0: We have a very heteronormative well, view of sex too when people imagine what sex is or teach it in class. Like if you're if if like if you're a lesbian, do you ever have like are you having sex? Right. Is I mean, something on. that like schools are not addressing. Right? right. And the answer is yes. Yes, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. In <laughs> case you didn't know, in case you didn't know.
2: Right.
1: Um. I, yeah, it's fascinating. We do have a long way to go, but I think, it, like what you're doing is amazing. How you're doing it is so thoughtful, and I think that the battles that you're choosing are very wise. Thank so you. So please continue continue to fight the good fight. Yes. for all yeah. of our Yonis. toys, for, uh, tools for everybody, <laughs> tools for every boy and girl. Um, I feel like
2: the question is. The answer to the question is going to be really fun, just based on what we know of you so far. Uh, oh, we're gonna do it. We're gonna, do it. We're, gonna do it. we're talking about fantasies. Yeah, I've been thinking about we're it. Talking about your fantasy dinner party. <laughs> All right. I want to know who's there. I definitely want to know who's on what's on the menu. Who's on the menu? That was my Freudian slip. <laughs> ah. Tell us about it. Paint the picture.
0: Okay, I think I just learned a little bit about Hypasia. Do you know who she is? No, uh
1: uh-uh. uh. How do you spell that?
0: Hypatia. It's H Y P A T H I A. Hypatia. She was a philosopher, one of the first female philosophers in okay. Alexandria, who was like eventually like killed, of course, because of Christianity and stuff. Burned at the stake,
1: um, you're Like you know, Christianity. No, no, you know, no,
2: stuff.
0: Fully pulled apart by it, by by it. Oh, and torn then, apart. Oh, okay. she was just like dismembered. They, Great. Just, yeah, and then they like, and then I think they burned her
2: to give her a witch's. Got it. Right. A proper exit. Just to make sure wish she was
0: done. Was the wish. Yes. <laughs> Got it. Um, but she believed in science and knowledge to her dying day. And that's what she fought for. And I think that she sounded really cool. Mm-hmm. I'd like to meet her. Okay.
1: She's time. at the party. She's yeah. at the dinner party.
0: She's at the dinner party. There's like, uh, it's not, it's actually not sex. I mean, I guess Esther Perel would be there. Yeah. That would be my yes. like, sex person. But the thing is, it's like, that's because, It's not really sex, right? Like it's just about human connection. And like she she's fascinating. She fat, you know, and I think having connection is what makes you feel alive too. And like, what is it like? What does it feel like to really be thriving? Mm -hmm. And so she would be there.
2: I feel like she'd be an easy get. Like we should just probably like reach out to her. Yeah. Esther pro if (laughs) you're
0: listening. (laughs) Uh, you know her. Yeah, she's amazing. I'm really inspired by her work. Oh, my God. They're not sexy people. No, I don't know. Really. It, it doesn't have
1: to do… It has nothing, it has to, do, nothing no. to do with I sex. I did think we don't like, have it to- would
0: be like my one… Like if there was going to be candy there, like a like mm-hmm. human candy, like sure. who would that be? And I like… I, I went into like an internet hole and came out with like <laughs> nobody, you know? I, what I discovered is also if you Google like 100 sexiest people… Yeah.
2: According to who?
0: Right, according to who? Like, I'm not impressed. Um, Like, I know (laughs) I've seen better in the world. Um, (laughs) uh, um, There, I think like Madame Walker, who was like the first self-made millionaire woman, Mm -hmm. who was also black. She seems like a badass, and I'd like to meet her. Yeah.
1: Oh, I though thought it was Kylie Jenner.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, she's the first self made billionaire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: sorry. yeah silly girl. Um,
0: I think they have different stories. I think so. <laughs> I think um, that their might narrative be just, might be a little just different. A little different. Yeah. They're oh my God. I'm I've always really been a fan of Benjamin Franklin too.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Buddha would be cool. I'd be dope to meet Buddha.
1: <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to meet Buddha? Buddha. Yeah, I feel like he wouldn't eat though. He's probably just going to be fasting. Maybe. And, and probably just judging everyone else at the table. No, no judgment. I'm <laughs> He's <laughs> just, you know. I'm He's kidding. Just... <laughs> He's Buddha. <laughs> He's Buddha. <laughs> the joke. Um, okay, what are you guys eating? Oh. <laughs> I feel like you've been giving this one. Stop. I was
0: thinking about it. And it's like, you know, food is so interesting to me because like also the thing, it's like I, I wish I could eat my mom like eat the noodle kugel that I grew up with. <laughs> when, but like to go back to being six and eating it, yeah. Because I've had it now, and I'm like, this not is same. not as a, you know what I mean. Like now, it just right. doesn't taste the same way yeah. as it did when I was six.
1: That's your fantasy dinner party. I yes, I then. need my
0: six year old taste buds. Nineteen. So whatever. basically,
1: the people at the table. Um, so it's like Buddha. You're you, you at six. Me? I think is the important. Oh no, part. Just,
0: yeah. My mouth is six. Oh,
1: just your palate. Yeah. My, just yeah. my okay. palate. <laughs> okay. I like it. What it's do you kind drink of like a Seder? What I are you drinking? I'm
2: drinking wine. Yeah. Wine. <laughs> it's kind of like a
1: Seder. I know. It is like a Seder. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. I like it. I would like to be a fly on the wall at the dish sure. Yeah.
2: Thank you so much for this. This has been so fascinating. We can't wait to have people go and check out Dameproducts.com and get your
1: play on. Yeah. Yeah. Close the pleasure gap. Close the pleasure gap find your
0: joy Um, within (laughs) within within that's Buddha
2: thank you so much Alex
0: (laughs) that was good that was good guys Uh, thank you thank you so (laughs) much for having me
2: (laughs) thanks for listening to HTW if you like what you hear please subscribe and make sure and rate us on iTunes you can even give us five whole stars if you think we deserve it if you have ideas for guests or topics you can call our 1-800 number yes we have a 1-800 number at 800-674-1839 or holler at us on social at
1: htwpodcast. You can also head to our website at htwpodcast.com for more episode info and check out our Daily Blend blog to see what we're drinking.